podcast and they played a buddy Sunday. Hurry up. Go real fast. S and P plus edition. Yes. Super go fast. Super go fast. You're uh, on, it wasn't you're as weird. On as double secret location. Yeah, I am on uh, I'm, I'm moving locations pretty much uh, throughout the weekend. So uh, abbreviated viewing experience for myself. You, I know were plugged into the matrix yesterday, but I did, <laughs> I did glean a good bit late last night when I got to one of my, um, parts unknown and it wasn't as weird as we hoped. It was still weird. Well, it was weird. It was weird. It just wasn't weird in the ways we thought it was going to be weird, but it was funny. Cause we still got That's credit. good weird though. I know we still got credit for saying it would be weird. So, you know, we won. That's all that matters. Are you ready to go on the clock? Yes. Okay. Okay. Ready? 25 and 25. Here we go. Okay. Uh, number 25. Hey, guess what? We get to skip them right away. That'd be the old Texas Christian university. Uh, we'll have a lot to discuss there. And, uh, as we get much, much, much higher in the countdown, number 24, Miami 49, 24 over Toledo, Toledo, uh, you know, a good Mac team, Miami. Yeah. Better. Uh, what's funny about this game is that Miami went up a little bit. They had fallen to 32nd because they did well, because obviously the LSU game and then they messed around a little bit with Savannah state before hitting the gas. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's funny watching these games because Miami went up eight spots. Toledo, however, fell 28 spots. So um, part of that is because they're the, the, the opponent adjustments are a little bit stronger now um, than they were last week. And that's a reminder, by the way, lots of knobs, lots of moving pieces. So it's not as simple as, Hey, they're 20. If they played well, now they're 15th. It's always a little more complicated than that whoa am i reading this right bill in all capital letters number 23 your indiana hoosiers i mean you can kind of justify it can't you they are they're probably the best team in their division well they're in the the east so they're in the oh yeah sorry i I meant to say they'd be the best team in the west that was the joke um no, I mean, they've, they've handled their damn business. That's what we're, that was the whole theme of last week. They just took on a team that lost by eight to uh, Notre Dame uh, and beat them by 28. That's how, that's how you move up. They've looked, uh, their defense has been really, really solid so far at their offense. Um, I don't trust it as much, but their defense, Tom Allen's background is defense. So it kind of makes sense that they, uh, that they're letting that drive the team. Number 22 is your, the second best team in the sec East, according to S and P plus analytics. <laughs> I know everyone's just waiting and trying to come to grips with this. That would be the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. Which, you know what? That's honestly not as far of a stretch right now in this at this point in the season than than it would sound yeah, to be. I, I mean, mean we it's 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 a bunch like right now you've got south carolina at uh 28th missouri at 29th vanderbilt did fall a little bit uh, to 35th mm-hmm. after losing to notre dame uh but you've got a bunch of teams right in there oh and i, I skipped right over those those gators the florida's back up to 31st so um i mean that's kind of fun obviously georgia is by far uh the best team in this division but you've got a lot of teams that are either as good or better than they were last year and that's really all you can hope for when you're talking about improvement overall Tennessee, Tennessee's uh, up to fortieth. Hey, 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 good for them. Uh, Forty-eight to ten, a dismantling of Murray State. They're doing what they should. They continue to march yep. on. That's that's all we can say right now, and that's okay. Yep. Uh, hey, number twenty-one. We'll talk about this. It is no. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. Yes, Auburn is still in the top twenty-five. I just, yes, yes. Uh, number twenty-one is LSU. Uh, number twenty. We had a pretty solid debate on whether or not they sucked uh, back after week one. Michigan State. Yeah, they they moved up, I guess, because of opponent. I don't know because of opponent adjustments or whatever funkiness is going on there. They moved up a little bit. They 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 beat the crap out of by. Uh, you know, they got their backups in playing time. They moved up. I always appreciate when you're just like, I I don't know. No, I, I, I mean, I, it's it's super early. Everything's small sample. Weird stuff happens. 
there's still a healthy about a healthy amount of just weird still kind of a ghost in the machine until october and that's okay yeah. and, that's and okay. really until forever but um especially <laughs> until october um, another team that uh, is in the top 25 did nothing. Obviously, Storm affected. That'd be number 19, uh, UCF. Moving on, number 18, Notre Dame. Uh, wow, we had the full we had the full spectrum of like indignant reaction to like I think people on game day picked Vanderbilt. A lot of us said this week Vanderbilt's going to be a good team. They match up well. They did match up well. If they had a, just a, a little bit more offense, uh, well, if they, they had more they offense, won this super funky fumble that um, yeah. Alex Kirshner wrote about uh, either last night or this morning. If you know that ball goes flying into the air, bounces around, if Vanderbilt falls on it in the end zone, they might win. This is. Um, you know, good, good on Vanderbilt. They're going to be a hard out in the East. And I think, you know, they're positioning themselves to be a bold team. And that's great. Um, a lot of us had them written off for dead. I thought that was the one team yep. that might make a change before I said, ah, hey, you know what? Things are so screwed up with the administration. They're probably going to hang on to Mason for a while, but Notre Dame. Yes. Sneaky, good, sneaky, bad, sneaky, uh, bad, sneaky, uh, bad. Well, let's put it this way. They are three and oh, they're, you know, the whole post game win expectancy thing. I use that right. for, like, you know, if you win, if, if you won a game and your, your win expectancy was, was 60% then you get 0.6 wins for your second order wins yeah. right now, they are 1.8, uh, second order wins. So basically this is a two and one team that happens to be three and oh, um, and, and, and I mean, you know, I, I, if you're a Notre Dame fan listening to this, I mean, good for you. You, you want to, you've probably won at least one game you shouldn't have won. So I'm not trying to say, you know, give it back, but from a predictiveness standpoint, S and P is looking at Notre Dame. Like it's a two and one team right now. It's, um, it's not a three and O team. You have a lot of confidence in. I'll put it that way. Right. And I mean, they're, they're grinding out. They're winning close games. Sometimes that can build or sometimes it's just luck that reverses itself later on. <sighs> a three and O team. I have confidence in. This is going to hurt. You ready? This is like lancing a boil to say this Boston college. Dudes. Um, nobody watched this. Uh, it was, Oh yeah, I watched this. I, I said, nobody like as in normal people, um, <laughs> it's got, got moved up on Thursday because of the storm. Uh, they beat wake forest 41 to 34. If you remember this, uh, you know, weird circumstances, weird game. Um, yeah. I, this is fun as hell, fun as hell game. Yeah. Wake forest, uh, went for it on, uh, you know, they, they exhausted Boston college's defense a couple times. They looked good. Boston college just looked better. They make so many offensive plays midway through last season. They decided, you know what? I'm tired of having a terrible offense. Let's be a good offense. And they've been good ever since. It's just amazing. You know, how things turn around like with the snap of a finger sometimes. Oh, um, so about the murder smurfs, you got to play special teams, murder Smurfs. They got murdered. Uh, Boise fell. You know, they, it was it was kind of punch for punch, and I felt no, good it, about it. Yeah, the yardage, the yardage was dead on. Um, um, and then it wasn't. Uh, no. Oklahoma State pulls away. It's 44-21. Oklahoma State's um, advantages were basically, well, I mean, they blocked two punts. They, they found something there and, and exploited the crap out of it. Yeah. Uh, and their, their defensive ends were better than a Boise State's offensive tackles. They, they sacked Mark, uh, Brett Rippon seven times. They, they, just, they, they were able to control those things. And once they got up early, uh, you know, Boise State had a couple chances to go up early but couldn't. Uh, once Oklahoma State went up early, they really pinned their ears back and they made it tough. So, I mean, good for them. That's, if it's a best of seven series, I think, you know, Boise wins at least twice uh it's at least a six or seven game series but they got they they created the breaks they needed to yesterday remember how we were like oh well find out what jim Knowles' defense is about people are super happy because they it, held, it's damn ears back well, is what Joe, jim they Knowles. held a they held a very good offense to 21 points brett rippon still throws for 380 yards yeah with the new normal and that's okay uh boise i'm sorry I still, I still believe in you murder Smurfs. And um, yeah, I mean, still get the G five bid. You're just probably not going to be mentioned in the playoff ever again. Oh no, no, no. That's over. Um, <laughs> it's just, 
another ho-hum 10, 11 win season for Boise state. I still think that's entirely possible. Yes. Uh, 15 West Virginia. By week looked good on them too. They moved up five, uh, six spots. It's one of those teams that's just been like percolating. We just don't know anything about them yet. Uh, <laughs> well, and again, it's, it, this goes back to what I said uh, in the offseason. Bye weeks in September should be illegal. Well, they, this was a weather-induced bye week, so. I know, but yeah. just in general. Um, as I look through the schedule, you have others that are just like. Yeah, yeah I know. It's going to get super weird here. But um, no, I mean, West Virginia is a team that I still do not trust their depth at all. But when, in theory, when you think about that, that means that's a team that's awesome in September and we'll see in November. And so, you know, we'll see. Okay. Back to Auburn. They come in at number 14. Uh, don't be, don't freak out yet. LSU fans, but, um, yes, Auburn is at 14 and LSU is at 21. Yeah. Auburn um, went up. LSU went down. You know what that means? Let's consult the post game win expectancy. And if you watch this game, you kind of know what it's going to say. Uh, mm-hmm. Auburn's post game win expectancy, where we toss all the stat key stats up in the air and say, you would have won this game X percent of the time. Uh, Auburn's was 83%. So five, wow. out, of six, five out of six times Auburn wins this game uh, and LSU won this one, but from a predictiveness standpoint, then LSU went down, Auburn went up and it's, and, you know, Everybody, everybody moves on with their lives. And yet, my friends, Gus Malzahn moves to O and O for Orgeron. Is that the, that's the, <laughs> that's right. Now? O for was Orgeron. Funny. I was writing about LSU this morning. I was saying, you know, like they're the, they're my team of the week and how it's great to know. They know themselves. They, you know, they understand LSU, you know, he's, he's wearing his own clothes. He didn't try on some Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, he understands himself. They also beat Auburn last year. So who knows what's really changed. Uh, Joe Burrow, again, watching some QB stat lines, 249 yards, passing one touchdown, 15 of 34. Horrid um, in the middle of the game. Absolutely horrid. But then he made this gorgeous 70-whatever. Right. Pass. <laughs> gets beat up and gets, I, I wouldn't say solved, but maybe just forced to make a lot of bad decisions in the inexperience uh, against the caliber of play starts to show, which is kind of what we all predicted. And then just sort of pushes through it. And, and, you know, this is one of those kind of cliche intangible things where it doesn't show up on a stat line, but it doesn't, it's a mental perseverance thing on behalf of a quarterback, not affiliated with a system. It didn't show up on a stat line. I was really impressed as much as I could be impressed with 15 to 34 and a really bad second quarter. He basically started like five for eight, finished five for nine and went five for like whatever that is 17 or something in the middle. Um, So it really was, it was a kind of a persevere thing, but they, on the scoring drives, he looked very good and they had just enough scoring drives to win. Uh, Auburn still, Maybe just fine. The, they're just the, playing the, such a tough schedule. That's always the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably a third, still the third best team in the league and still uh, extremely good and still everything's okay. Yeah. This is the sec. Everybody just, takes, yeah. you, you get the ding, you move on. I know it's Orgeron, but we'll talk about that more this week. That, that conversation is going to have to change soon. Um, all right, Bill, let's move on from uh, what I thought was the game of the week to um, a game yeah, that's going on at the same time. That was kind of also a game of the week. It's just nobody watched it. Um, Wisconsin is at 13 and yeah. BYU beat them. Yes. They, yeah. I mean, they fell. It's not like they didn't fall. They fell from seventh to 13th. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just still reeling with the fact that uh, BYU camp Randall got yeah. that dub. Yeah. BYU now up to, uh, they moved up from 78th to 58th with the win. Uh, so, you know, 20 spots, that's going to be one of the higher of the week, but no, I, they, I mean, and this the post game like, probability for BYU was 65%. So this wasn't a total fluke. They out Wisconsin to Wisconsin. Yes. That's what I was going to get to. Um, this was just big and brawly and, uh, you got to give credit to BYU. They've yeah. adapted. They've changed. I mean, for, on the Scotty side, hey, guess what? It doesn't really matter because your division is pure trash and you're going to win it. 
Yeah, I'm still Iowa, by the way, is at 34th. I keep thinking they should be higher than they are, but then, then I look at their offensive numbers and realize they're complete and total trash. They also have the number one defense in the country right now. So that's going to, they're going to play a role because of that. But no, I mm-hmm. mean, Wisconsin, it was just, let's put it this way. If you're, I know there are Wisconsin fans listening to this, uh, ask every team in the country the last time they lost a game to a, a, an inferior team that they, they feel they should have beaten handily. Um, aside from like, I don't know, Alabama, mm-hmm. um, like it, it, it was Wisconsin. It was time. It was time. Everybody else had suffered a loss like this since the last time Wisconsin suffered a loss like this, basically. So it happened. Yeah. Um, let's move on to uh, Texas A&M. Not a ton to say here other than the fact that they took apart ULM. Um, yeah. You know, I kind of leave it at that. They're doing everything they're supposed to. Um, 11, man, your number's still really like Memphis. They beat up on Georgia state Friday night, 59 to 22. Yep. Um, they view and, and here's another one where the second order wins tell the story. Um, remember that game last week, the whole 98% post game win expectancy against Navy that they lost yeah. S&P views Memphis as a three and O team that has absolutely destroyed two of the three teams it's played. Mm, that's so. a very good way. Okay. All right. Um, uh, the riddle continues uh, for a lot of us, Michigan, um, yeah. they're at 10, they beat, uh, they, they beat SMU. If you look at the box score, you're fine. Like just the, the quick glance, you're like, Oh, okay. Uh, 45, 20. Uh, Shea Patterson again on the Shea Patterson um, stat watch line to see if they're figuring out how to use Shea Patterson effectively yet. Um, he doesn't, he, so here's his rushing line, six of 20, six for 20. So including sacks, I don't know how many sacks they had. Um, just to give you an idea of what they're doing with Shea Patterson until they need to do something with Shea Patterson is that to me, this is just like the um, uh, Western game last week, just have him do, I wouldn't say the bare minimum or anything, but just keep him contained. Yeah. I mean, um, he was 14 for 18 for two thirty-seven and three touchdowns. Yeah. Like he was, he was fine. The defense I was surprised by. Yeah. Um, I, I did not expect, I mean, SMU uh, up tempo, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you'd think maybe they score some points, but they've been horrible so far and they ran only 65 plays, uh, but they managed to score three. I, I don't want to freak out. Cause I mean, they were, they, you know, SMU averaged 4.9 yards per play. I uh, just, it, it was, it was a merely comfortable win instead of some sort of uh, inhumane domination that I kind of expected uh, based on how SMU had been playing. So, I mean, I guess good for SMU here among other things. Um, I would have to say that of all the, uh, of all the two teams to play each other in week one, like not week one, but just in the first month, like Michigan and Notre Dame playing each other and then playing the way that they have since right. then, it's very hard to sort of know what you I know. <laughs> really understand what we have yet Uh, number nine oklahoma iowa state is that short dude that you're gonna beat up like you're gonna win the fight but you just don't want to fight that dude well i mean they didn't win the fight last year so power to them for for coming right but i mean you know again your win expectancy or nine times out of ten or you want to see yeah they were fine was always going to be the better more talented team but yesterday i thought was a great example of it wasn't so much about last year wasn't a fluke it's just that iowa state is annoyingly perseverant. And I, what's funny is, I mean, yesterday's OU Iowa state game, I think helped Iowa more than anybody because Iowa state came out and actually yeah. showed some of the offensive potential, not a ton, but, but some, um, they had a couple you know, uh, what's his name? Hakeem Butler, the receiver had a, a like, they couldn't tackle him. He had eight catches for 209 or excuse me. No, that's his season total. Sorry. He had five catches for 174, uh, two just manly touchdowns against OU. And so their defensive rating fell. They're still fine. They, they, they only fell from fourth to ninth, uh, um, but their defense now does rank 55th and some of that, some of that shine that they had put on uh, to start the season has, has start, uh, it began to wear off yesterday. So we'll see exactly where their, their defense ends up. 
Um, I know when people look 37, 27, they, they can make, you can bend this however you want. I, I would choose to look at it, not as wow, Oklahoma, God, Oklahoma's a potential imposter. They only beat Iowa state mm-hmm. by, by 10. It's no one, two team. Like it's no one, two team. It didn't get a game because of weather. Right. It should probably be one and two. Uh, they had a chance in the Iowa game, certainly. So I think Iowa state's just better than Owen two. And I think this is, and they, and they hey, know how to play OU. Yeah, this speaks to the depth of the conference, which isn't something we get to say a whole lot. So, yeah, I mean, good on them. Uh, number eight, Penn State. Um, I don't know what to say. I, I, S&P had Kent State predicted to cover. It, the line was like 35 or 36 or something. And so once, um, you know, Penn State kind of came out of the gate slow. It was 14-7, I think, for a while or something like that. And I'm thinking, yeah. all right, well, maybe this is obviously going to be a Penn State win, but maybe the Kent State covers. But the one thing you can count on with the James Franklin team is if it takes them a while to get going – once they get going, they're just going to keep going. Uh, he's not going to necessarily call the dogs off very quickly. And even if he does, he's going to bring in the backups and he's going to tr- press them to score as much as possible because, I mean, that's, that's James Franklin team. He keeps guys motivated at all times. He wants to prove something at all times. And so once they got going, yeah, uh, Kent State did not cover that game. Number seven, um, okay, all joking aside, this is the game I watched the most of yesterday just by virtue of my travel. And, um, Washington beat Utah 21 to seven. I know you and I were kind of screwing with each other on last Thursday show about Utah. Um, I come away with respect for their defense. Yes, absolutely. Their offense defense is, trash. is awesome. Yes. Their offense, offense is trash. Is trash. <laughs> um, they, they were, they frustrated Browning at several points. Um, Browning made not great decisions at several points. Washington had a chance to put this game away several times in the second half and Utah. Yeah. It was, it was a very Clemson type thing. Like, Oh, we could knock you out, but we'll just keep playing. Weird. They never really wanted to go for the kill. Yeah. And, and and by the way, like I'm, I'm the internet's biggest Jake Browning proponent. I realize um, he really is once a game good for the, just the most boneheaded throw you've ever seen. Dude. If you survive that play, you'll be fine. But oh my God, that, and you know what I'm talking about? The, the, oh God, I'm reversing field. Oh, he, he's still with me. I'm just going to throw it in the air. I'm going to throw it right into the belly of the Utah defender coming at me. Um, well, there was one pass. I mean, yeah, there was that pass. Well, the the irony of that one was he throws the interception and then Utah can't get the ball in. They they can't score. And I think it set him up on like the seven or something. Uh, which would have changed the dynamic. And he's returning it for a touchdown and the ball just flies out of his hands. Just literally, literally just like poops upward out of his hands. I mean, (laughs) you know how brutal he must feel today, especially because the offense couldn't score off of it. Um, That would have changed the entire game. Then you're looking at, you're looking at 21, 14. There's plenty of time for Utah. It's in Salt Lake. I mean, yeah, it was bad. Um, There was one throw in this game that really, he, he got all fired up and it was, I think it was almost the way like, it was being covered on ESPN, like what shot they, they chose. Cause he, so yeah. he throws, he throws an interception in a double coverage. Okay. And it's not a good throw. Yeah. But when, by the time they cut to him, he's celebrating he's like pumping and all this. And you're like, wait, what, what? Is and it, I, I'm thinking, crazy? well, he's from Utah. So I'm thinking like, he's just <laughs> jawing. No, I'm thinking he's jawing back at everyone jawing at him. Cause he's from there. And cause he's actually from Provo and like, okay, maybe there's a thing here. And I'm like, Oh wow. This got a little, this kid's got some pluck, you know? And then it's, it, it's because he got, I thought kind of a, kind of a BS, uh, not, not, not BS on the roughing call, but uh, kind of a BS targeting where it was just more momentum than yeah, that one. I, I didn't mind a roughing penalty there. I didn't yeah. like the targeting penalty. Browning will give you some just like stupid out of nowhere. Um, yeah. uh, number six, Oklahoma state. We already talked about them. Um, I mean, I, you know, is what it is. 
Yeah, they look they look good. They look. I mean, they. Boise, I mean, look. We we think Boise is a really good team. That's not yeah. just like a meme that we're pushing. Um. So you know, accordingly, I thought Oklahoma State looked really really good. Um, they currently have the number nineteen offense and the number fourteen defense. Jim Knowles, baby. Jim Knowles, just go ahead Jim and give him a raise now. <laughs> Jim Knowles is the new Wisconsin slash Joe Moorhead on this show. Uh, speaking of Joe Moorhead, number five, Mississippi State. Um, uh, I was on a plane during this game and had access to like four channels on the live stream thing on the on the plane and was like, oh, okay, you know, late in the first, look at ULL, they're up there. Oh, 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 God, oh, God. Yep. Nope. Oh, God. It's, it's oh, God, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, let's let the threes get in there and get some points. That, that's a decision. Uh, number four, Clemson. Hey, Georgia Southern scored a touchdown. Uh, Clemson now may have some clarity on the quarterback situation by virtue of an injury. It's not the best way to, uh, to have that happen. But um, we said, we said there might be clarity exiting two weeks of playing inferior teams that run the triple option uh, because of the logistics involved with that. Mm-hmm. And um, we might get an advanced look at that, uh, that quarterback clarity. I, I swear Dabos when he looks at the lines before the game, he's like, Oh, we're favored by 35. Yeah. We're going to win by 33 park it. Just like, all right guys. And done. Um, yeah, not much to this game other than the fact that, yeah, I mean, we'll see what the quarterback situation is there. There's 31. Sorry. They won by 31. Uh, anyway, number three, Georgia, uh, they destroyed middle Tennessee state. They are uh, very much Georgia. Yep. I, I don't even, uh, yeah, they're, they're, their defense is fine. Their offense actually looks quite good. Uh, their special teams looks quite good. They are a uh, pretty well oiled machine at the moment. I don't, I don't know even know what else to say. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't know if they're better than Bama. Honestly, we can talk about that. No, in a I don't. I don't think anybody's better than Bama, but they're. They might be the second most trustworthy team in the country right now. I would feel comfortable saying they're one A. How's that? <laughs> I guess I don't know. I just it does not compute. Not enough information available. Um, okay, let's talk about Ohio State. Uh, they beat TCU forty to twenty eight. Um, it was a game that had turns. It was a game that had development. It, it had. It got drunk in the third quarter. Um, it was a game that, um, this is not, I will not shower TCU the way I showered a and M last week about this was a great loss. Um, but it was a loss that showed TCU is capable of hanging. Um, I just think Ohio state is now officially, you know, TCU really, really good football team, Ohio state, one of the three or four best in the country. Yeah. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, it was nice to see number one, like Dwayne Haskins got tested. Um, yep. and he said, all right. And, and got an A, um, but I, I did feel for TC because I mean, number one, they show that they are every bit as fast as Ohio state. And that's an accomplishment, a, a recruiting accomplishment and development accomplishment. Um, they just, they, their, their lines weren't quite as, as, as good as, as Ohio state's I think. And they just, it was three minutes. It was, they went from up or five minutes. They went from up eight to down 12 in five minutes. They had the, um, what was it? They had the, the pick six, they had the punt. Uh, and, and that, that was, that was the game pretty much. It defined Ohio state, uh, gave them the lead they needed. And Ohio state plays really well with the lead. Uh, Dwayne Haskins threw for 344 yards, um, spread the ball around really nicely. They did, um, they did kind of everything that they wanted to do eventually really well. And, um, defensively they scored points. I- yeah, I'm concerned about the defense. They, I mean, that's two games out of three now, like the Oregon State game too, where they just, I mean, it's not that they they didn't get torched for a billion yards or, or 60 points or whatever, but they gave up more than you expected Ohio State to give up. So that's a concern to me, but we'll see. They are a really good offense though. It's hard yes. to say though. I mean, I, may, I, I don't know if we were discrediting TCU or, I don't know. 
need more context on this game, but I do feel like Ohio State did everything it was supposed to in the absence of Meyer. Now we have Meyer back. Uh, they, they almost operated autonomously like individual units. And I, I mean, it was just, it's going to be wanna... interesting to see what they look like over the, over the next three or four games. Is there a sudden jump in, you know, quality for in defense, right. for example? I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Being that he wasn't even told to leave. Like he, he was just suspended for three Saturdays, not three weeks. Um, which I, I really is the most annoying part of this whole thing to me. But anyway, um, yeah, they're probably fine, and we'll have to deal with Urban Meyer redemption stories soon. And and I'm I don't want to happening as we record this. Also, I think yep. now this because this sets them up having not really taken the blow that you know outside critics and opposing fans wanted them to take, which was a loss in his absence. They're still completely alive and in control for a playoff spot, and this will come back as a conversation point both in the playoff yep. and after the season. Um, that's for another time. All right. With what time we have left, uh, Alabama, they destroyed Ole Miss. Uh, it was exactly what we thought it would be. Um, Ole Miss has one of the worst defenses in football. Is there anything contextually you can add here other than they were just completely bored by the end, by, by the middle of the second quarter is just is terrifying. Like they, they really, cause I mean, Ole Miss, they score on the first play of the game. They get a fumble on Alabama's second possession. Like that's the, exactly what you need to pull an upset or to threaten a team or whatever. They were down three touchdowns at the end of the first quarter. Alabama is, is a freaking wrecking ball. It is, is, and I mean, honestly, I, I take this to like the 2011 Alabama, like every single time, because it really is fun to watch Tua. He's so freaking smart and composed and accurate and, and pretty much absolutely everything you would want in a quarterback. And it's fun watching that with that receiving core. It's just, it's Alabama. And, and uh, by the way, uh, the last thing I will say is I, if, if it came to pass, I, I would, I will personally apply uh, to the NCAA for a, a, a punishment waiver to allow Ole Miss to play Iowa in a bowl game. Uh, right now, <laughs> right now, Iowa is 110th on offense and first on defense. Ole Miss is first on offense and 122nd on defense. Uh, that's like that. Those are two different sports that those two teams are playing. But anyway, uh, Godfrey's mic just died, and that's fine because we are done. Um, <laughs> we'll see you Tuesday, guys. Um, he will be back from Parts Unknown. Our connection will, will work, and uh, we will, yeah, see you then.